This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. TCU can take the final shot. Miles Jr. No call. Terry, the runner, the goal. They're not going to count it. They are not going to count it. Single digits on the shot clock. Here's three to play. Matherin puts it up with two on the shot clock. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks are with you on a Tuesday. The call there, Arizona, moving on to the Sweet 16. Joining us right now on the Roman Guest Line to talk about the NCAA Tournament of the Sweet 16, Ian McMillan. He's the senior editor of BetSide and host of the Bacon Bets podcast. He's with us on the Roman Guest Line. Ian, we'll get to the tournament here, the Sweet 16, and how you think this thing plays out. We have to start with the Atlanta Falcons. We can't have you on after the Matt Ryan trade and not get your reaction Falcons trade away Matt Ryan. They signed Marcus Mariota. What What is the plan after missing out on Deshaun Watson with your Falcons? Ah, man, I, 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 I truly don't know, to be honest. This is the first time I felt like this as a Falcons fan since, when was it, 2007, when Bobby Petrino walked out on us and just left a handwritten note in the locker room and they just left uh, to go to Arkansas. Like, this is... This is this is a this is worse this is a worse for the franchise than twenty eight to three blown lead. Like what this management has done, they alienated both the fan base and the relationship with the greatest Falcon of all time by going after a troubled to say the least player in Deshaun Watson, and then they blew that, didn't even get the deal done, and now they've angered both their fan base, and then they had to trade away, uh, like I said, the greatest Falcon quarterback to ever live uh, because of, of of the of the mess they made. So. I'm happy for Matt Ryan. Uh, he's going to go to a team that actually has a shot to win a Super Bowl, unlike the Falcons who won't even sniff the playoffs for probably another decade. Uh, but I guess uh, wake up today. It's a new day. It's a new era for Falcons football. Onward and upward, I suppose, is, is really all I can say. Because other than that, I'll just, I'll just get depressed. Ian, I can't imagine that Arthur Smith, a guy viewed as an offensive mastermind, his big plan was, okay, I'll deal with the veteran for one year. And then in year two, I'm going to get my guy and I'm going to target Marcus Mariota. So I assume they're going to bring in somebody else for the draft. Would you have been happier with uh, some of the other quarterbacks available? I, I don't know that Jimmy G or Baker make much sense. I, I don't know. What do you think about the starting quarterback for week one? Who is that going to be and what is the plan? I think at this point, I mean, just let Marcus Mariota start, see what happens. Because, I mean, we don't have the team to even come close to competing this season anyways. Uh, I was reading a report earlier today that uh, the, the Falcons have to eat so much dead cap space this year because of the Matt Ryan trade. But then their cap uh, completely opens up in 2023. So I think what their plan is is just to toss in Marcus Mariota, uh, kind of a, a low-risk, high-reward kind of situation, um, and then just kind of – 
start rebuilding the team next year when we actually have cap space to deal with because not only do we have holes in basically every single position on the team, we have absolutely no cap space to work with. So uh, I think 2022 is just a wash. I think that's kind of how they're looking at it. They signed a a cheap Marcus Mariota and we'll just kind of start from scratch in 2023. Ian, um, looking at the Sweet 16, what are some things that you're looking at um, when you're handicapping some of these games? We've seen um, some of these teams that rank well defensively, um, advancing. Uh, Tell us about some of the stuff that you look at. Yeah, that's a great question because this is something I've kind of been battling with myself and it's something I've always uh, kind of flip-flop back and forth the past few years. And I think it's something that, that makes the Sweet 16 challenging is what are you going to trust? Are you going to trust season-long stats? Are you going to trust how a team has performed throughout the entire season? Or are you going to ride these teams that are hot in the tournament so far and who look good in the first two rounds? Teams I'm thinking of are teams like UNC and Michigan. Uh, very talented teams, but really underperformed at a large scale throughout the entire regular season, uh, but have looked fantastic through the first couple of games of the tournament. Both teams were terrible defensively. Uh, throughout the season, but I've really locked it down on the defensive side of the court in the first two games. So um, I guess that's kind of a big thing that I'm trying to figure out is figuring out if I want to go off this short sample size of how teams are playing lately, or if I want to look at a larger sample size and look at stats over the whole season. And uh, uh, it's kind of a, it's a tough decision to make when placing your bet. Ian, let's look at the South region. I know you've been uh, on this Arizona team. They get through TCU, and now it's a date with Houston. Um, it's a really short number on this game. You know, a lot of people think Houston really has a chance. I do. Uh, I think as a show, we think Houston has a chance to uh, to upend Arizona here and move on to the Elite Eight. But what do you think about this game? Arizona, Houston, uh, the right to go to the Elite Eight out of the South. Yeah, I think this is actually the game between the two best teams uh, in the country right now. I think this is a championship uh, level of game. I have a lot invested in some futures for Arizona, so I have a little bit of a hedge on that. I am taking Houston. I will say I am very concerned about Arizona. Heading into the tournament, kind of the only part that they've kind of struggled in with their game all season was at times they ran into turnover issues, and that's been cranked up in the tournament, 19 turnovers against Wright State and then 16 turnovers against TCU, and they are lucky to get out of that TCU game. Neither Wright State or TCU are really particularly good at forcing turnovers either. So those those turnovers are extremely concerning, especially now that they go up against the Houston team that's 30th in opponent turnovers per possession. So they need to stop coughing up the ball or they're going to lose this round. So uh, because of those uh, the, those turnover issues, I'm, I'm kind of obligated to back this Houston team who has looked extremely good through the first uh, through the first weekend. Staying in the South, anything on Villanova, Michigan? Yeah, a little bit of a tough one. I mean, this kind of goes back to what I was saying before, where like Michigan has the talent of a top four seed, but really just kind of underperformed. So, they're not a usual 11-seeded team. Uh, they, if, if they had a little bit of a better season, obviously, they would have been a, a better seed. I am going to take the points with Michigan. I decided in this game I'm just going to kind of ride the hot hand with this one. I do think they have a little bit of a stylistic advantage as well. Uh, they are obviously a two-point shooting team. They keep most of their offense down low, and that's kind of where Villanova has been vulnerable at times this year. Their interior defense has struggled at times, um, and, and Michigan is – pretty decent at defending the three-point shot, and that's really every single Villanova game kind of comes down to that. If Villanova gets cold from beyond the arc, 
uh, it's tough for them to win games, especially by large margins. So I think it's going to be a close one. I'll take Michigan in the points. What about in the Midwest? Uh, looking at Kansas, is it time to fade Providence? Yeah, I, I'm going to take Providence in the points. It's funny because all season long, Providence is a team that a lot of people have been calling frauds. I didn't necessarily agree with that. Did they get some luck at some end of the games that helped them get uh, a few extra wins? Sure. Um, I backed them in the first round, uh, but then the second round I bet on Richmond, and then all of a sudden my DMs were filled with Providence fans coming after me. I was like, hey, guys, hold on. I've been defending you guys all season. So uh, shout out <laughs> Providence fans. I'll be, ba- I'll be back on them again this weekend. Maybe it's because uh, the Providence fans got a little nasty with me there. Uh, but I think I think this this is probably the toughest game to bet on, I think, in the tournament. Uh, but I do kind of trust Providence's interior defense. I think they can slow uh, Kansas down a little bit. And don't forget, Providence beat Texas Tech uh, in their out of conference schedule as well. So if we're looking at a kind of a, a conference competition, I mean, Providence has already beat uh, Texas Tech, which is, you know, Kansas's biggest competition in the Big 12. So uh, I just think the spread's a little bit too big. I'll take Providence in the points. If we stay in the same region there, Ian, uh, Miami, Iowa State, not a game we predicted, not a game we thought, but here we are, a 10 versus 11 for the right to go to the Elite Eight. I love what I'm seeing out of Miami. What do you make of this game? Yeah, it's funny with Miami. I bet against them in the first uh, in the first two rounds because I thought they had a stylistic disadvantage against their opponents. But this game, I actually think the stylistic advantage um, works in their favor. Now, actually, a big thing that I've noticed with Miami is that they're keeping their offense a lot more to the interior. So they're – Season average for two-point shot rate is 64.8%. But over their last three games, that's gone on, gone up almost 10%. They've, uh, 73.4% of their shots now are coming inside the three-point line. And that is exactly where Iowa State's weakness is on defense. Iowa State's arguably the best perimeter defense in the country, but their interior defense has struggled. 218th and opponent two-point field goal percentage so I actually think this kind of stylistic matchup favors Miami also just generally a very good shooting team 30th and effective field goal percentage and although Iowa State has won the first two rounds they their shooting still has not been great so uh, I'm going to ride the Hurricanes here take them as slight favorites uh Ian I have a couple of futures alive UCLA in Houston so hopefully we can advance uh we'll get to that UCLA game in a minute but I so I didn't think I was that invested in the West but then I found out Oh, I am invested because one Ian McMillan said not win the championship, but if the Arkansas Razorbacks can make the final four, win two more games, they are halfway home. Just win two more that you're going to get a hog. You're going to get a Razorbacks tattoo. Yeah, of course, me being, uh, I had to open my big mouth. My coworker, Peter Dewey said on a video for Betsided last week, they had Arkansas in the final four, and I thought that was such a ridiculous pick. Uh, like I said, me and my big mouth had to open it and say I'd get an Arkansas tat- or a Razorback tattoo if they do make the final four. I was extremely confident that Vermont was going to beat them in the opening round. That was one of my favorite picks. Uh, and they almost did, came close, couldn't quite pull it off, and then Arkansas struggled against New Mexico State in the second round. Still won, though. So here we are heading into the Sweet 16. I'm going to be sweating this bet uh, <laughs> quite a bit now. I mean, they still have... Two tough games ahead of them, to be fair, but I, I didn't think they'd make it this far, uh, and a tattoo is permanent. So I, I am regretting opening my mouth, but I am a man of my word. If they find, if they do get there, I will have to get a Razorback, Razorback tattoo somewhere on my body, hopefully in a spot that's a little bit more hidden. But uh, 
Uh, go Zags, because that's uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be watching that game closely on Thursday night. Do you have Do you have any tattoos? Do I know this would be my first tattoo, which makes it even worse. <laughs> oh man, where are you gonna put it? Have you thought about it? Tramp stamp. I sit maybe on the top of my foot, so it's gonna be hidden for like ninety eight percent of my life. <laughs> no. No, because you go to the beach, you gotta explain the hog on your foot. Ian, yeah, no. let me tell you. So we uh, in Philadelphia on WIP, there was a bit. Our afternoon host, when when Carson Wentz went down in 2017, he said if Nick Foles wins the Super Bowl, he'll get Nick Foles tattooed on his back. So he went through with it, and he thought it was gonna be a really small thing. And I actually was filling in for him live from the tattoo parlor as he got the tattoo that day. He had no idea how big it was gonna be. His entire back is. <laughs> covered in Nick Foles oh, holding up the trophy. So if this happens, uh, like, it's a it's a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal. Have you thought about, like, your whole life having the Razorbacks on your body? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's crossed my mind quite often this week, to be completely honest. I really didn't want to have to think about this all week. I was really hoping they'd lose in the first weekend. But, yeah, I'm, I, I got to I – gotta, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to hope Gonzaga wins on Thursday because this, this will be a disaster. My girlfriend has already said that uh, I'm not allowed to get the tattoo, so I might even have to sneak out and get it in secret and hope she doesn't break up with me. So this is going to be a disaster. Go Zags. Please. Please. I'm sure she won't notice the Razorback pig on I your wonder, back. I wonder if you can order just like a fake one and tell everyone you did it and then no one's going to follow up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> you got to go through with it. That, that's the way this works. You say something dumb, you have to go through with it. All right, Ian, um, what's your thought on that game? T take out your emotions here. Arkansas, Gonzaga, <laughs> what do you think about the game? Take away my, my emotions. Uh, I still do think uh, – I think this is a terrible matchup for Arkansas personally. Uh, I think in order to beat Gonzaga, and I think it's been kind of proven here, I think you do have to – shoot the three ball and Arkansas is not good at that 313th and three point field goal percentage good luck getting a lot of baskets against uh, uh, Gonzaga against Chet Holmgren and Drew Timmy those guys are just treacherous down low so I, I do think this is a bad matchup for Arkansas I'm going to take Gonzaga to cover here but uh, as long as they win I'll be happy I'll gladly lose my minus nine bet if they win by five points and just advance so uh, but I bias aside I, I think this is a bad matchup for Arkansas I think Gonzaga covers Oof. Better I'm so invested now. This is amazing. oh, I'm in. I'm in. I yeah. care more about this than my futures of Houston and UCLA Me for too. sure. <laughs> uh, what about the other three games on the left side of the bracket? We have not hit. Do you have a favorite or two? We've got uh, Texas Tech, Duke, and then in the East, North Carolina, UCLA, Purdue, St. Peter's. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to back Texas Tech against Duke, uh, and I was actually like in my bracket, I have Duke advancing uh, in this game and beating Texas Tech. Uh, but I was talking to someone on Twitter, and I forget who it was, but they kind of convinced me the other way because I'm not big on Texas Tech because they turn the ball over so much, and I think that's going to cost them at some point in this tournament. Um, but this person pointed out to me, and they're right, kind of Duke's biggest weakness is they don't force turnovers at all. 311th in opponent turnovers per possession this season. So uh, if there's one team that Texas Tech probably isn't going to turn the ball over a ton against, uh, it's this Duke team. So Texas Tech still has issues from the line that's almost cost them this year, not a good free throw shooting team. But uh, as long as they don't turn the ball over too much, I think they're overall, obviously their defense is extremely good. So uh, I've kind of flipped on this game uh, since the matchup's been set. I'm going to take Texas Tech 
uh, to cover a small favorite there against Duke. Great stuff, Ian. Uh, enjoy the games this weekend, and good luck with everything with Arkansas. And we have to have you back on soon, especially if Arkansas somehow gets through this weekend. Ian, the bet-sided senior editor, host of the Bacon Bets podcast with the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. We'll come back and have lightning bets right here on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.